Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! On this week's Jordan Jesse Go, Jesse is still out, but I've got comedian Dave Horwitz and Jen Goldberg and Eric Martin from the This American Wife podcast. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Uh, Jesse Thorne still sabbaticaling, uh, filming a new uh, season of his web show, Put This On, uh, but I don't even think you'll notice he's gone because I've got uh, three delightful guests slash co-hosts uh, with me today. Uh, first, a, uh, a sketch comedian, a uh, writer for, for the uh, new ABC television program, Don't Trust the Bitch in Apartment 23, and a published author, uh, return Jordan Jesse Go guest, Dave Horwitz. Dave, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Jordan. It's great to be here. How did those credits sound? They sounded crisp. Yeah. Assured, and it like almost surprised me. I was like, I, how I did do those things. Yeah. I've, I, have a, I have a noteworthy career. That's me. In, yeah. in back of me. And ahead of you. Thank you. I'm sure with, with that resume. Oh, you're a sweetie. Uh, and uh, for the first time on the Jordan Jesse Go program, uh, podcast fans will no doubt recognize uh, these two. They are the producers slash writers slash stars of the uh, very popular podcast This American Wife, Eric Martin and Jen Goldberg. Welcome to the program, guys. Hello. Thanks. It's great to be here. Hi. And uh, This American Wife, of course, uh, maybe you would have gathered from the title a, a parody of public radio. Yeah, a gentle parody. Right. It's not a scathing parody. <laughs> we do not take anybody to task. No, you're, no, you're not Mark Russell. No, it's mostly a g- gentle rubbing. Okay. Ribbing? I like, I like the other one. Just a gentle rub through the jeans <laughs> while you're making out. You're going to feel pretty good listening to this program. Okay, nice. And uh, uh, terrific. So, guys, I, let's, let's start here. Um, I uh, failed recently and would like to kind of present this failure to the group. And maybe you guys would have, you know, would be able, be able to coach me, if this situation comes up again, what I could do differently we've got your back thanks guys um so i was uh i I am i'm doing a bit of writing for a web series and it's a very fairly uh high budge affair to the point where they have uh like a sound stage and some of the uh kind of crew that you might see on a more traditional tv set so i was so you're making the most of the web series bubble yes exactly (laughs) but but I don't think that'll burst anytime soon. Never. That bubble will only keep expanding. <laughs> growing, Everyone's growing, growing. working forever. Yes. And soon we'll all be rich and doing coke on yachts, I'm sure. Well, it's the way we're all going to ingest media from now on. Yeah. In five-minute bursts, mm-hmm. uh, interrupted periodically by ads where hamsters drive Kias. <laughs> That's the new media landscape, I think we Dope can Dope hamsters, agree. I think. Yeah, like super fresh hamsters. Yeah. Um, hip hop hamsters with a '90s toot. Sometimes they fight. Ro- yeah, those <laughs> hamsters do have a '90s toot. I think those hamsters could, like, you could, like, the Noid could join those hamsters, <laughs> and no one would bat an eyelash. Yeah, like no, those hamsters are cool but rude. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, they're kind of this, they could, like Sonic the Hedgehog a little bit. They're they're cuddly, but don't cross them. Um, 
Okay, so so I'm at this I, I'm at this set and there's and I, I I see the 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 gal who's doing the um the props prop mistress I don't know that sure. makes her sound a little uh so I see this woman the prop mistress um and who is who is who is quite attractive and I and I I'm I'm anticipating having to meet I'm sure someone will introduce us so I'm like okay well I I should. Uh, whatever I say should be, it should be good. It should be, be funny or witty or something. Um, and someone will in, uh, inevitably introduce me as the writer. Like, oh, here's, here's Jordan. He's one of the writers. So automatically the bar will be high. So I'm like, you know, I'm anticipating this and I'm already. You're hoping that uh, she'll give you props. Yeah, that's uh, yes, exactly. I would literal like get, and maybe figurative. Yes, props. hopefully she will. She will hand me a prop, tell me a good job, <laughs> tell me a good job, and then uh, I'll get her number. Um, so okay, so she's someone introduces us. Like this is Jordan. This is one of the writers. We shake hands, and then she kind of immediately starts explaining uh, something. There's a there's a box full of fake frogs. <laughs> so there's these fake frogs that they're going to use guys on doing the show. Magnolia. Well, <laughs> here's the thing: the fake frogs that they're using are the exact fake frogs from Magnolia. Eric oh my God. has one of those. Yes, as luck would have it, I actually have one of the fake frogs from Magnolia sitting on my. How did you uh, How did you come across that? Did you uh, Did you go to the Planet Hollywood closing sale? <laughs> <laughs> I went to that. It was the magic of eBay. Oh, really? Yeah, it was one of my favorite movies, so I, I saw it was there, and it was for the mere price of five dollars. I could own a piece of Hollywood history. Interesting. How do you display this false? frog he's just kind of splayed out on my uh, breakfast nook he's akimbo yes his sure legs is. are akimbo he could yeah as though he had just uh, plopped straight from the sky and do, is it is it a good conversation piece do you find that people come in and yeah it's uh, i've started a lot of conversations that way oh terrific what the fuck is this <laughs> um anyway so she is saying these these fake frogs are the fake frogs from magnolia and she passes them out for everyone to deal with uh here's my chance here, here it is. I've this. Here's the thing I'm gonna say that's going to. You have a golden opening. Here, yeah, I'm like, this is great. What a funny situation. What a, what a, what a chance to display uh, my patented wit. Um, so I say, oh, these are the frogs from Magnolia. I'm gonna have sex with him because I'm kind of a star fucker. Uh, <laughs> blank stare, blank stare from the woman. Not even like, not even a polite chuckle, or not even a. Hmm. Just blank, kind of dead stare, and I'm like, "Well, hell, I've got to, I've got to pull out of this nosedive, so that I have the frog." And I'm like, and then I start kind of shaking him around. Okay. And then I say, uh, "By the way, this is what I think sex is." Oh, and then she boy. 180 pivots and walks out of the room. Wow. You double down on the joke. I did yeah. double down on the joke. I, I, I last minute hail mary. Yep. If I may, just Eric, as, a, yes. as a possible, should you find yourself in this situation again, grab it by the forelegs and have it begin to dance mm-hmm. and say, hello, my baby, hello, my darling, and see if Maybe you hello, my ragtime gal? Sure. Maybe see if you can't win her over. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, mean I'm, I can only imagine that she's nostalgic for the Dubba Dubba WB. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For the old, for the for the original WB lineup, we're talking Shasta McNasty. We're talking Homeboys in Outer Space. Jordan, you know that was the UPN lineup. Oh, was it? Yeah, I think the original oh, WB. Oh, am I? Oh, am I racist? 
Oh, I don't know. Is that a radio? I don't know. Anyway, what was the original WB lineup? What I, am I thinking of? From my childhood. Oh, that's like a Wayans like, Brothers. Sure, and then like cartoons during the day that were like Animaniacs and Pinky and the Brain. Okay, well, certainly I know the kids WB lineup. Sure. Okay. I mean, I'm at, talking. Yeah. At night, you had your Wayans Brothers, your mm-hmm. seventh, seventh Heaven. Okay. Uh, I think Dawson's there was a, Creek. Dawson's Creek. There was okay. a show called uh, Kirk, starring Kirk Cameron. <laughs> Really? Seriously. Was yeah. it religious? Did it have religious overtones? Uh, no, but they were very... Undertones. They were very polite, so it might as well have been. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It was just about virtue. Yep. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, any just gut reaction? What did I do wrong there? Um, okay, as a woman. Yeah. Um, how many lines were between... How, how much time or dialogue was between hello and I'm going to have sex with I'm going to have sex with this fake frog. None. Zero. None. That was like... We were introduced... There was like a hello, and then the next thing I said to her was, I'm going to have sex with this fake frog. <laughs> That's your mistake, because she doesn't know you're not a creep yet. Yeah, I know, and I, I think what, what that is born of is, and I think you guys, you guys could will probably sympathize with this, is that when you hang out with comedians a lot, when you're joking around with them, the, the, there's always kind of a pressure to shock, like, like a, a comedian doesn't you know, if you do a lot of comedy, you're maybe not laughing out loud at every funny thing someone says. If you want to kind of get that genuine laugh, you've got to be a little bit shocking or crazy or something well, like that. Well, it's also the way to leave a, a good first impression because, you know, us comedians are not going to be the handsomest people in the room. They're not going to be the most charismatic people in the room. <laughs> well, but... speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> us comedians are not Dave Horowitz. <laughs> But you've got the uh, – so the room is, is basically uh, – like the baseline is high, and you know that you got to go in. you got to go in hard. Should I have taped a little pen to his hand and then asked him for his autograph? Yeah, I mean <laughs> – yeah, Would that have been funny? Like, I would have I – if you had said that that's what you did, I would have shake. I would have given you a firm handshake. But Because yeah. I, I think it's – along the lines of, of what you were saying, Jen, uh, I do agree that the, the, the bar is set – I wouldn't even say low, but it's – I mean, it, some people would call it low, but it's so high for a room full of comics where the first place that any of our minds would have possibly gone was like, oh, I'm a star fucker. I'm going to fuck this frog. But I feel like your her indoctrination into the way you joke around could have been like, oh, my God, I'm so starstruck. I can't believe I'm meeting the frogs from Magnolia, which is where like a like a entry-level jokester would probably go, but right. you were like, oh, I don't, I'm going to skip that that, that stage. <laughs> I'm going to go A to C. I'm going to A to C A to say, oh, these are the frogs from Magnolia. I'm going to put my dick in all of them. <laughs> right, you're not dealing with someone who's taking UCB Improv 101. They're not going to know the basic fundamentals. Do you think that the kind of, and again, and I think I tried to, I think I tried to, to take a left turn when I was shaking the frog. Do you think I should have actually just pretended to hump the no, frog? I think absolutely not. You should have done neither. Okay. I probably shouldn't have done any of this. Um, I, I actually like the, I think, well, maybe this is because I know you personally, but I think that the this is how I have sex makes it a little bit more um, lovable, I gotta say. That's what I thought. I thought it would be charming and delightful. Actually, and I'm wondering if, I don't, I don't know, I didn't see it, but I'm wondering if how you actually presented the frog as having sex, if maybe there was something in the technique that you realized right off the bat. It's like, I guess the male equivalent would be to like go to see a, a girl at Saddle Ranch and she gets up on the bucking bronco and then she you know bucks around and falls off and you think, well, that's probably the way that that person would have sex. And I don't uh, Oh I'm yeah, it, you know She I mean? maybe envisioned me palming her vagina and then shaking it around. Yeah. Like if. treating it like a magic eight ball. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. And then asking it... Uh... She would tell you that outlook, not so good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, well, hey, uh, well, thanks, guys. Uh, that was some insight. I think what I've what I've gathered from all of this is the next time I'm in a place and I see an attractive woman, just wait in the car. <laughs> you, was that your? Do you have another uh, chance to? Are you gonna have another chance? To see uh, you her know, maybe I tomorrow, think I, uh, I it's I don't go to the set every day. That's not part of my. Uh, day at this job um i could potentially but i think i mean i think i should just call it a call it a call it a loss not Mar- not market, to try and market to l yeah i think what you should do is the next time you see her make a joke that is less shocking mm-hmm. but that she'll know that you were joking the first time that you're not a creep who says things that are inappropriate about sex but is it weird is it is, am i weirder if i admit that i've been obsessing about this since it no, happened no 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 no, 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 no. no. Yeah, yeah. don't do that he, yeah I, I i think you should definitely make a make a a more gentle joke because this is sometimes this is might be how you find out that this person just doesn't have a sense of humor at all because if she ingests humor and does nothing with it no matter how innocuous then you know that you didn't do anything wrong yeah just a hu- you can't some people you can't joke with i've tried sure and absolutely and i'm i'm definitely willing and kind of excited to maybe uh call that the culprit not jordan's a weird creep but yeah. rather though this any joke would have failed yep. on this ice queen yeah, yeah she could just be a drag oh that's what i want to think now I'm excited about that that uh, proposal. Yeah, just go with that. And even if you never see her again, just put that in your head. Plant that little seed of, you know what, she just doesn't like jokes. Yeah. yeah have fun with your uh, life of never never laughing. Hey, you know what, lady? Jokes are our currency. So if you can't get on board, then take a hike. Go be with some stodgy, you know, go be with a... Uh, Go be with a, a British Kiefer Bobby. Sutherland. <laughs> oh, you oh. said Kiefer Sutherland. I said British Bobby. Right. Same thing. Two of the uh, two of the most humorless. Yeah. Two, two two groups known for their staunchness. Mm-hmm. Kiefer Sutherland. Their stoicism. Yes. Their stoicism yeah. and British Bobbies and heavy drinking. Yep. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, well, uh, more good stuff to come on Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jordan Mortis, boy detective. Jesse Thorne on sabbatical, filming new episodes of his Put This On web series. I am joined today by... Hi, I'm Dave Horwitz. Uh, Dave, you can create a nickname if you want to. I would I would have thought you would have been right on top of that. Oh, uh... Was, As a okay. past guest. Yes, I sorry. was prepared to extra- instruct Jen and Eric that they needed to create nicknames. I didn't but... know if maybe when it's Jordan's clubhouse, when that's the vibe that's happening, we don't have... you know, Nicknames here. are a constant! <laughs> nicknames! Okay. Go. I got it. I got okay. it. I'm, oh, I'll just restart because <laughs> you fucked this up so bad, Horowitz. It's Jordan Jesse Go. Jesse Thorne's on sabbatical. I'm here with Dave Horowitz, astronaut trainee. <sighs> nice, nice. How do you like that one? I loved it. You know what? You're. I'm sorry, I got bad at you. Back you're on a nat- track. You're baby. a national treasure, Dave Horowitz, and Eric Martin, ghetto fabulist, and also Jen Goldberg, Mayor McCheese. You guys are from the This American Wife podcast. Uh, Dave Horowitz, of course, popular comedy guy. Um, <laughs> before we kind of start the next, uh, before we start the next segment uh, officially, um, I got a little internet flack um, because the last time I hosted uh, Sans Jesse, um, we were drinking beers. That was kind of part of the Jesse Free podcast. Is um, you know it's kind of a it's kind of a dad's not home kind of vibe. Let's have some brew dogs. Or raided um, liquor cabinet. And then la- <laughs> exactly. Uh, although in Jesse's uh, in Jesse's case, it would probably be a cabinet full of caffeine free Dr Pepper, <laughs> which, 
where 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 a typical dad would have some fine scotch. Jesse has a caffeine-free Dr. Pepper. Um, and and last week with uh, Chris Fairbanks and Allison Becker, we recorded at 10 a.m. And, uh, and, you know, I am not that much of a drinker to where I could have a beer at 10 a.m. But it's the evening. And uh, to, to please all those uh, unpleasant internet trolls out there who demanded drinking, I brought a case of brew dogs. Uh, Dave, would you, be, would you be kind enough to pass out the brew dogs? These are Bud Light Limes. Oh. I, was, was that an excited? Was that an excited? Uh, or a? I can't believe I have to drink one of these. Uh. Um, well, I I have to confess, I'm a little bit of a beer snob. Jen, mm-hmm. you're getting yours last. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. So I've made a sound that my mother would so make he- if someone pooped. Um, and yeah, I just I'm a little worried about how this is going to go. Have you never had a Bud Light Lime? I don't. Know have you I had have. a Miller Chill? <laughs> no. You have what? not had any kind of lime infused light beer. Jen, Bud Light Lime is getting a, is like getting a summertime kiss. That's what I was gonna say. I feel like I'm at a barbecue right now. Yeah, we could have a have, just throw some throw some ribs on the queue. Go to the water slides. You guys want to go to the water slides this later? Tastes like I, I do. Sprite. I do. Yeah, I know, but it's a beer, and you're drinking it. Isn't it great? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Good. I'm glad uh, you were being earnest with that. Yeah. It's a delicious. It's a delicious. Isn't it refreshing? Yeah. It reminds. It's it. This is my. Uh, this is always my kind of beer of choice uh, on a Las Vegas trip when you kind of have to just walk around in the daytime and it's hot and everyone is fat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you grab a Bud Light Lime in a nice aluminum bottle. You cruise the strip. Life is good. Do they sell the Bud Light Lime like in bars in Las Vegas or you buy it at a convenience store? Uh, it's usually like at a little kiosk. Okay. They have like a Bud Light Lime party kiosk mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, you get a Bud Light Lime and uh, a sombrero, uh, a party yeah. sombrero. My my Vegas drink of choice is um. Have you ever had the guitar garita? Mm. It's a uh, it's a it's a, a hollow plastic guitar mm-hmm. with a strap. It looks a little <laughs> bit like a Guitar Hero guitar, but it's full of uh, strawberry margies. <laughs> oh, nice! Yeah. So I mean, kind of in. So then maybe you're hoping that uh, that some that some ladies uh, confuse you for a rock star. Yes, so, like, look at that rock star. Yeah, well, I do tell people I'm in some forty one. <laughs> Oh, okay. How's that working out? How much how much pussy would you say that gets you? All of it. All pussy? All the pussy. No, I all the in just in Canada cuz they're they're Canadian natives. Yeah, but they're they're wheelhouse. Their people dwell in Vegas. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So that doesn't work outside of Vegas? No. Okay. And I've never been to Orange County, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, it would probably do you'd probably it'd do pro- pretty well there. Would work there? Maybe like you might want to go social distortion. <laughs> You know, a little edgier. But people yeah. would know that he wasn't actually in Social Distortion in Orange County. You know, they? that's true. I'll just pay. I can just pay, like pick just a, say you're the one guy from Social Distortion who died. I'll yeah, or like, I, hey, I'm the guitar tech for Simple Plan. Oh, that's great because they don't even know what that guy looks like except for the diehards. <laughs> They're yeah. like, you're not Jeff. I'm like, fuck you, I am Jeff. Dave, I think that is a foolproof pussy strategy. <laughs> I cannot see that not working. Um... Okay, well, well, moving on. This this is a segment that I think we all uh, we were all referring to earlier as TV Club. Is that what we decided we were going to call TV it? Corner? TV Corner. TV Corner. I'm sorry, I called it TV Club. I like TV Club. Eh, cool. You know, I think we already said Jordan's Clubhouse earlier, so let's oh. go Corner. Just so yep, it's all a corner. Of the Clubhouse. Fresh. Jordan's Keep Clubhouse is the vibe. TV Corner is the segment. <laughs> there you Bud go. Bud Light Lime. Bud Light Lime is the drink of choice here at Jordan's TV Corner. <laughs> Um, I feel like you see, um, oh God, doesn't Bud, Bud Wheat sponsor like the Jimmy Kimmel concert stage? 
I feel like if they don't, they do now. It's either, it's either Bud that. Wheat or Budweiser Select. Like one of their, hey, we're going to tap into the craft brew market. Well, that, well there you go. I'm yeah. sure. What, what do you think Kimmel's getting to put Bud Light Select on the on the concert stage? Probably getting... Yeah, a six, at least a six or a week. He's getting at least a six, a six pack of beer a week. <laughs> I'm saying Bud Light Lime, send over three beers. Mm-hmm. And this can permanently be Jordan's TV Club Corner. Sponsored by? Sponsored by Bud Light Lime. It's like Sprite that gets you fucked up. Balls in your court, bud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Balls in your court, Mr. Lime. Um, okay, so so uh, we've all been kind of dabbling in some new TV shows lately, I think. And uh, now uh, I think I think let's 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 talk about them because uh, I think uh, listeners turn to Jordan Jesse Go to uh, for for TV advice. Uh, Dave, you mentioned a show that I have not sampled yet, but I'm kind of curious about uh, American Horror Story. Uh, how has this been going? I'm I, th- basically all I know about it is that Dermot Mulroney is involved, and the ads make me uncomfortable. Um, f- well, first of all, uh, it's uh, Dylan McDermott, isn't it? <laughs> Did I confuse Dylan McDermott and Dermot Mulroney? Yes. <laughs> oh man. Yes. And I confused UPN and WB. Yeah. Jesus uh, Christ. Get your uh, completely uh, inconsequential information straight. Mm-hmm. Um. American- Next thing you know, I'm going to confuse Jeff Daniels and Jeff Bridges. Oof. Bill Paxton and Bill Pullman do not make that mistake, man. Hold on. I'm going to have a sip of my Miller Chill. Oh, oh shit. No. Shit. You just blew the sponsorship. Fuck. I'm sorry. <laughs> Miller Chill. We, uh, we'll take you. Meltdown. It's the same thing. Uh, having a meltdown. So, yes. So, which one is, is it? Dylan McDermott? Dermot Dylan McDermott. Dylan McDermott is involved. Uh, Plays this, he's, the, he's the patriarch of this family. They move across the country for some undisclosed reasons. He's he's had a, an affair. He's cheated on his wife, played by Connie Britton, a.k.a. T. Tammy Taylor. Tammy Taylor from Friday Night Lights, the greatest show. That has ever that been. has ever been. And now she's – it's not even that she's slumming it. She's on this interesting show. The guy who made Glee <laughs> is making it. Would you – now, this is the, the vibe I get. Would you call it Twin Peaks-esque? Uh, I feel like they would like you to say that. <laughs> okay. Um, it's like a big – you know what? You, you ever see like a horror movie um, and enjoy it and because it, it's like an hour and a half and it's kind of like tense? Mm-hmm. What if that was 13 hours long? <laughs> <laughs> that movie, like a, like a movie about a haunted house that just never ended and just – you find out that more and more ghosts live in the house until by the end it's a comical amount of ghosts. Every famous L.A. murder happened in this house. And um, and just the camp is turned up to like f- not even 11, like 14. There's like a lot of – Dylan McDermott uh, cries while he masturbates Aww. in the pilot. So that's oh, what wow. you're, that's the base is level. Is that campy though? Is that is that camp? Maybe it is. Well, yeah. I mean, he's. I like, guess it's a campy way to show depression. Yeah, he's like a you know in in like perfect, uh, slightly middle aged man shape, totally un- inappropriately naked, clutching a chair, like going like, Ugh. <laughs> like grimacing horribly. There's like blogs devoted to the faces he makes <laughs> while he cries on this show. Oh wow, he yeah. so he does a lot of crying. So this yes. is this is frequent enough to where yeah. Interesting. Can I ask two structural questions? Go ahead. Number one, is it a one story arc through the whole show? Yes. Or, okay. And two, is it like a ghost of the week kind of thing? You know, when you said one story arc and I said yes, um, it was not very fair because the, the if you could consider a story arc being this house is haunted, okay. <laughs> then that's what the show is about. It's about haunted house and they got, they got to get out or maybe they don't, but maybe they do. And uh, every week it's not like – 
and there are some like ghosts of the week, like, oh, the Black Dahlia was murdered here. You're going to find out that it's played by Mina Suvari. And what would that sound like? <laughs> um, and, you know, a doctor who did some weird things in the basement is well, also mean, here. Geez, it's, you, have, you, have, uh, you have Dylan McDermott. You have Mina Savari. I mean, this is kind of like a mid '90s powerhouse. It is a it is a mid '90s. Is Elizabeth Shue involved? Um, I think she provided the theme song. <laughs> oh, okay. I think she composed the theme song. Okay. Um, but yeah, if I could, if I could, it's intensely watchable. I didn't go home for the holidays. I stayed in, in Los Angeles over Christmas. Did a little uh, pet sitting. Um, enjoyed the uh, the emptiness of of the town, and just ingested this show. Like it was just like a real sweet cereal, like a, like a box of Lucky Charms where you, where you buy it and you go, I'm going to have it for breakfast once. And then by the end of the day, it's gone. And that's what I did. And I got like a cavity, like a brain cavity. <laughs> there was a whole, by the end, I was like, what, what just happened? I would watch more of it if there was more. If there was I don't, the, I don't no know why. Longer, if there was a, not, not a hole in your brain that, where that show used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so what what about it makes it watchable? Because you've described the shitty things about it, um, but what what is it that that would keep you coming back? What hooks you? You know it it really goes for it, mm-hmm. and and like honestly, I know that sounds like a, a a broad and vague thing to say, but any like there's a lot of weird sex, there's a lot of weird ghost logic. Where if you're kind of a little you know dancing on the the geeky side of of you know obsession, like because you just watch it and, and think. Well, that doesn't. So he can touch a human, and what can a ghost impregnate? A, oh, wait. Uh, oh, so it has. So it has a, a set of rules. It it either has rules or it just doesn't care about rules. Like it just makes up new rules, and it just throws a bunch. It's just. It's literally. I feel like the writers' room was the most fun place to be. They probably just got wine drunk every day and went like, "What would be like a cool ghost thing? Like, <laughs> do ghosts fuck? Okay, they do. It, do they, can, they do? They oh, oh my god! All they do go. The ghosts fuck a lot. They kill other ghosts. Like they kill other ghosts. There's a. Uh, How does a ghost go about killing a ghost? Oh, man, by I, fucking it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> to quote the Simpsons, "You can't kill me. I'm already dead." Exactly. So, but you know what? Here's the reason to watch it. Jessica Lang mm. is just this real. She's crazy. She's just going for it. She's just having some late career fun. <laughs> on, working out her breakup with Sam Shepard. Working out her, I'm sure, incredibly hard breakup with the most. Famous mustachioed man in Hollywood, Sam Shepard. Just wait, is it Sam no, Shepard? Uh, that's Sam thing. Is Sam Elliott? Yeah, yeah. Sam Damn Shepard, it. the uh, the abstract, uh, crazy uh, playwright to uh, become conventional Hollywood actor. Also in Black Hawk Down. Yes, you can see Sam Shepard in Black Hawk I Down. He, I think he was in the right stuff. Oh man, how would you say her late career fun is compared to Liam Neeson's late career fun? Um, Who do you think is having more late career fun? I think. He's fighting wolves. I, yeah, I feel like I feel like um, she's having a cushier amount of fun. Like he, I didn't see this new movie, The Gray, but it seems like he has to be in a cold place and fight wolves. Yeah, uh, Jessica Lang gets to hang out in a cool set and just be a a southern belle. Like it's like really staged. Like she might as well be in our town. Does she get but the like, vapors at all? She yes, she gets uh, many instances of the vapors, and uh, she deals with them by berating her uh, daughter who has Down syndrome. So is she, <laughs> on the show, is oh, she great. drinking uh, mint juleps and having hot uh, lady on ghost action? Yeah, I mean, there's. I think she's she bakes a lot of casseroles and pies. She definitely, if she doesn't drink a mint julep, she should next season. Uh, there's just a lot. I mean, honestly, I mean, there's not too too much else to say except that 
You'll watch one just to see what all the fuss is about. You won't understand what you're watching. You'll watch another. You'll hate yourself for it. And then you'll hate yourself even more for watching the third. And then you'll just be off to the races. And you'll have ten more episodes. <laughs> and is is any of it actually scary? This is the, I feel like every time I watch a TV show that proposes to be scary, I am never scared by it. They can do – I mean, you know, they do a fair amount of – sound cues that are that'll be scary and you know like there's a lot of stuff and like you know it's a big dark scary haunted house so every now and then there'll be a reveal or someone will show up behind someone or appear behind a doorway or in a mirror you know your standard haunted house horror movie tropes and you know every 15th one gives you a little jump but for most mostly it's it's just a real campy weird uh the Pope. The Pope is in one. <laughs> what? The Pope. Does it? Does the Pope fuck Cur- a ghost? Current the, or former? It's it's a it's the it's a fictional Pope. It, it, basically, it just yeah they go it goes so many places that the Pope is in it. So that's all you need to know. So on a scale of Miller Chill to Bud Light Lime, where would you where would you where would you place American Horror Story? Um, let's see. I would give it a uh, Sparks decaffeinated. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, moving on, uh, <laughs> moving on, Jen, you, you recently emailed me that you watched the pilot of Smash yeah, on NBC. This is a hour drama about Gallagher, <laughs> right? They wish it was about Gallagher. I um, wish it was about Gallagher. <laughs> too. Um, it's, so it hasn't actually premiered yet. It's going to be premiering after the Super Bowl, which is a big look for a new TV show. Um, but the pilot is available to watch on various uh, digital media. I watched it on Hulu. Excuse me. And it's basically, it's Angelica Houston and Deborah Messing and Catherine McPhee, who they're saying introducing Catherine McPhee, but she's put out a bunch of albums. She was, I think, an American she's a, Idol She's winner. an American Idol person. Yeah. Um, they gave her a new haircut. She looks great. That's why they're introducing yeah, her. You're exactly. not even going to recognize her. You're right. And, and it's, um, it's a singing, dancing, putting on Marilyn the Musical show. So it's kind of like behind the scenes of Broadway as we try to put on Marilyn the Musical. Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, Marilyn Monroe. Okay. Is that a real musical? No, no. It has been in the past, but this is a, a, a new... A revival. Sure. God, it's going to be. Or it's not even a revival. It's the, it's the process of Deborah Messing, who's a screenwriter or the the playwright, and she has a uh, a sassy gay writing partner, and they're writing everything from scratch and trying to cast it. I'm surprised that this show about Broadway has a sassy gay character. To me, <laughs> that seems a little pandery. Many sassy gay characters. Oh, good. Yeah, basically the show. So the pilot is you know an hour long. It's basically in. Um, like an expositional checklist of like things to give the, each of the characters depth. Like one of them's trying to adopt a kid, and one of them's going through a divorce, and one of them spent a lot of time backstage and always wished he was a star, and one of them's from the Midwest and she's just trying to make it, and the other one's looking for the new thing, you know. And one can see into the future. <laughs> one's a ghost. Yeah. One wears a chunky scarf a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good character trait. Um, so, so I have actually heard a lot of nice stuff about this. I've heard that this is, you know, kind of the <clears throat> well-written, creative hour drama that TV needs so desperately. I, I could, it'll be interesting to see how the season progresses. I will have to say that. I feel like it's kind of maybe unfair to rate it only by the pilot because you can tell with the pilot, they're just trying to lay all of this groundwork so that they have dramatic choices to make later. Sure. Like, hey, we have we can make a scene about this adoption. And Where like- did he get that chunky <laughs> scarf? Why is it so chunky? Exactly. They can ask. Uh, yeah, so it'll, I, I don't know. I, the 
the pilot didn't hit me. I thought it was really over the top. And um, a lot of the performances were given uh, very almost deadpan. Um, just it, and I, it just didn't strike me. But I feel like I'm going to watch every single episode of the show and I will enjoy it until it gets canceled. And now this speaking of late career fun, uh, Angelica oh, Houston is involved. Absolutely. Do, is, is she having more fun than punching a wolf in the face while you have tiny uh, liquor bottles duct taped to your hand? <laughs> No one will see that with me, by the way. I cannot I cannot wrangle someone to go see that wolf punching movie. God damn it. Anyway, sorry. Uh, I think I'm gonna have to go alone. Like how sad is that? I'm gonna be fucking alone in the theater watching this Liam Neeson wolf punching movie. El Solo Lobo. Hey, that yes, exactly. Uh, uh, Lobo being Latin for wolf. I think I think like Jessica Lang, who her show is being shot in Los Angeles where she probably lives, and she can just kind of go there two days a week. And they pick her up, and it's not too hard. I think it's pretty similar. Like, they probably shoot this down the street from Angelica Houston's house, and it's probably all of her. Big deal. All of her scenes take place on a fainting couch, <laughs> so she can just be reclined the whole time. Doesn't even have to sit upright. Yeah, I mean, she's she's going through a divorce, so her money's. She's the producer, so she's got to have lots of money. So she's wearing very expensive suits and has a great haircut. I think that's probably the appeal for her. Does uh, do, does do, at any point do they randomly break into song about the plot? No, no. All of the music is diegetic. Okay. So it's all the only music in the show is the music from either from the play that they're putting on or like in audition. So like you see like Catherine McPhee sing somewhere over the rainbow. Okay. Because people who are auditioning to be on Broadway sing somewhere over the rainbow. Gotcha. Yeah. And but at no point are they like are they like. It's a struggle for the power of who's gonna produce the play. It's not the chorus line. No, no. gotcha. No. They don't sing about how difficult it is. I uh, want to see that show more. I think. Yeah, and with that specifically as the song. The Why w- is in my dressing room bigger, yeah. honey? Hey, I'm in love with my co-star. That'll surely produce friction. This show is brought to you by Subway. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's what happens in Glee, right? right, right. And now people will sing people, both on stage, but also about what's going on. Yeah, like in Glee. I mean, I haven't really seen very much of Glee, but from what I understand, <clears throat> in Glee, they'll they'll be walking down the halls of their high school and uh, running through the double doors, <laughs> and they will break into John Mayer socks. Okay. Um, but in this show, they they do not. the The one big production member from the pilot is a baseball song. <laughs> because Marilyn Monroe was married to Judge Maggio, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's ooh, it's rife with sexual double entendre, oh. such as peanuts, hot dogs, second base, exactly, dugout, <laughs> fucking a glove, <laughs> <laughs> fucking in a dugout, um, sticking a hot dog in your butt. <laughs> And I think it's one of those things like American Horror Story where, to a certain extent, they're trying to be over-the-top and campy, but it doesn't necessarily read on television as well. It just kind of comes off as a little bit lazy. Uh, now, uh, so, so where, would you, where would you rank uh, Smash on a scale of Miller Chill to Bud Light Lime? Mm, uh, the newly produced Four loco. Generous. Generous. Uh, Dave, now, Dave, back to you. You, you, uh, one of the few people who watched Working It before its cancellation. <coughs> Sorry, Jordan. Work It. Oh, excuse me. Work It is Working It something else? That's uh, a Dolly Parton that's, musical, right? That's what you say when you when you jack off. You say you're working it. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
and by it, work in it in parentheses, my shaft. <laughs> yep. Okay. I think he means his hot dog. My yeah. hot dog. Well, quote it's unquote. In a butt. In a butt. In a butt. Um. So this is now. This is kind of the the. This is the drag sitcom that was kind of the butt of jokes in the world of comedy snobs for the two weeks that it was on. Yeah. Uh, how how did this go? I never actually watched it, although I was I was absolutely curious about it. Um, you know, it's 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 shocking because if you watch the pilot, the thing that should be running through your head the whole time would should be. It's 2012. <laughs> the year right now is 2012. <laughs> I am watching this. This was made this year or early last year. It's it's 2012. It's the least uh, progressive. It's the it's just such a throwback. The jokes are just hit you over the head with like a, a cinder block, and they don't. The, the, there is no logic. There's no. There's. Wait, what, so what's the what, – I guess I can't imagine in this day and age what would be the setup for two men having to pose as women. The setup oh – God. The setup is uh guy works at Pontiac. He and his buddy get laid off. They're at a bar talking about all the corners they're going to have to cut, all the things they're not going to be able to afford. He can't pay his daughter's cell phone bill because in the pilot, all the all this – kid likes to do is just be on her cell phone <laughs> that's true yep. kids text a lot kids, these days kids text facebook does someone say facebook it's facebook text uh, and tweet like you wouldn't believe sexting okay so so he's talking about all these corners that he has to cut cut to a bar dave i'm laughing i there, don't know i don't know i think you're i mean you set this up like you were going to describe a bad show i'm laughing you're working it i'm working it you should you should i'm not. jacking off over here dave well you should get that on, premise get on. is so funny i'm working it in parentheses my shaft mr morris i got I got 44 total minutes of entertainment for you then. I got two episodes of working for you that I will give to you on a flash drive. Please. Okay, um, so so okay, so they, so they have to cut corners. They're at a bar, not cutting corners. I mean, apparently that doesn't apply to drinking some brew dogs with your with your brohemes. No, that is a that is a necessary expense. You still so they, have to pay $6 a beer. Exactly. That's all So that's that's the first like incongruous thing. Throwing back a couple BLLs. Yep. <laughs> so they're drinking Bud Light Lime mm-hmm. and their friend Why wouldn't they? It's delicious. They're tertiary character your friend who's like some good old boy stand-up uh stand-up comic guy is like you know we're living in a man session all the women are getting all the good jobs which like immediately <laughs> immediately not true offensive just just it's that's not true i don't know jen you're the president of virgin airways right <laughs> yeah, my you bro- became you replaced richard branson yeah i'm i'm uh now in charge uh no I you mean, have a I, private island right as, as a woman i've keep, keep up with the feminist journalism and they actually have been saying that the majority of jobs that have been lost during the recession have been men yeah, right men but jobs, yeah. but that uh, you know as far as like a buy like a headline on a somebody just grabbed that and and ran with it as far as it would go because it's the way that it wasn't like you know let's work within our our let's let's try to find another job somewhere else right they're trying to get a, uh, um the guy thinks that he's going to basically your way in is the guy is about to st- to steal his wife's earrings and sell them <laughs> because he goes to the doctor for a physical because his insurance is about to run out through his work. And they're like, actually, it already did run out. You owe us $900. And he's like, where am I going to get $900? And then he peeks in to his wife's uh, jewelry box, takes out the earrings. They eat, They have price tags on them that say $900. Yep. So the audience is sure yeah. to know that he, this is the solution to his problem. He says all this out loud to no one, by the way. <laughs> Literally. Oh, uh, takes the earrings, 
puts them up to his ears just for no reason, turns around, and he's magically standing in front of a mirror on which a dress is hung. So there's a dress. And so he sees himself. He sees himself with earrings held up to his ears and a dress where, like, his clothes would be because of the perspective of the mirror and goes, hmm. Justin Bieber. And that's the premise. Really? Yeah. Like a superhero origin story. Yeah, right? But what what does he – so what job does he get in drag that he couldn't get? Otherwise, he uh, it's like, a pharmaceutical rep for a drug company. It's okay, just the, sure. Like, like, and here's the thing: like, we could talk about this forever, and it wouldn't be really that fun because the show's not fun. Like, you want to watch it and go, "I can't believe this! This is so like it's crazy." It's just like, but fun. then, the, but they, so so there's the hilarious premise of man as woman, but then the rest of the show is just the dealings, the day to day dealings of a pharmaceutical company. <laughs> yep. it's all business from there. Yep. One of the men happens to be uh, yep. dressed as a woman. They're but, going through FDA trials. It's really taking yeah. a long time. Oh yeah, a lot of red tape there with those. A lot FDA of re- yeah, types. problematic side effects. Mm-hmm. Kids are getting real sick. Yeah. Uh, no, it's just it's just offensive to if you're a if you're a man, if you're a woman, if you're alive, if you're a human being. So whether you have a dick or a pussy. Yeah. I have a question. In the universe of Work It, yes. does the movie Tootsie exist? No, I mean, but the show Bosom Buddies doesn't <laughs> exist. Apparently, it's like. Oh man, it's so whatever. There's one I didn't see the second episode. The one scene that like drove me insane, which was just an oppor- a blown opportunity for even the level of jokes that that show achieves, is the guy uh, goes into a uh, in drag goes on his lunch break to a taco restaurant, and his friend, the guy who also was going to dress in drag, before he has started to dress in drag as a last resort, he takes a job at this taco restaurant. So he goes up to the, the counter, orders his uh, burrito or something. And his friend doesn't recognize him as a, his friend in drag. He's just like, hello, ma'am, that'll be $8. And it's like not a scene with any laughs. And I was thinking if they're at least going to push it this far and have it be, okay, the guy doesn't know that it's his friend. Should he, is he at least going to hit on him? Yeah, right. Like, wow, wow, ma'am, I gotta, I'd gotta. i like to see your taco. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, maybe you'd want... I've got a burrito in my wow, wow, yeah, something like yeah, that. exactly. Eyes bugging out like the Tex Avery wolf. Sure, yes, but, exactly. So like he can hit himself on the head with a frying pan. Yep. So I, not only does that not happen. So it's just a, a simple transaction. His purchase. friend, yeah, guy in the dress walks away from the counter. His friend's looking at him, and I'm like, oh, he's going to like make a comment about his ass. He doesn't. <laughs> the, guy, the man in the dress leaves and then comes back in and goes up to the counter and goes, hey, it's me. <laughs> it's me. It's me. I know. I know. Nothing happens. It's I me, know, your friend. I know. There's no reason for me to reveal this. And he's like, "What?" <laughs> and then the next scene is is the other guy also dressed in drag. Like, I can get you a job if you just. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's it's oh, it's ludicrous. That sounds delightful. I yeah. will say, not having uh, uh, seen it, but seeing just the pictures, the way it was cast was just shocking to me because they look like. Linebackers, big, big tall, wa- broad-shouldered men, like five o'clock shadows <laughs> that are just unalterable. Like they can't get rid of. They just look like men in 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 wigs. Yeah. Do, do you I think bet. just as as Angelinos, like the 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 m- clear man dressed as woman, is such a kind of a part of our daily landscape that like maybe we kind of 
overestimate how weird, like how how easy that is to identify. I will give you that when I was in high school and worked at the Man Theater, there was a guy who used to come in in a wig and high heel shoes every Thursday night, and we all knew he was a man. I don't think so. I think most people are smart enough to know that that man looks like a man. Yeah, my my friends and I, uh, uh, there was an inadvertent viewing party. Out of, my roommate had a couple of friends over on a Monday night or Tuesday night, and I said, uh, hey, we could watch Work It if you guys want. And everyone wanted to watch Work It. <laughs> yeah. And we were all discussing afterwards how funny it would be if the second episode was just everybody, all the women at this pharmaceutical company saying like, oh, we know you're, we know you're men. We just assumed you were... Yeah, transsexual like, or transgender. Yeah, we, 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 we were being tolerant of your sexual preference. We support you because in in 2012, that's not strange. Yeah, right. But instead it was like, hey, ladies, are we going to go out tonight and have fun as girls? And they're all like, ugh, you know, I guess so. apple teenies. Yeah, and like one of the ways a guy bonds with uh, – one of the drag guys bonds with the lady was uh, they're at a, a bar and he says something like uh, – Hey, thanks for the tampon or Aww. something like that. <laughs> Yay. Like, uh, my checklist of things women like and have in their purse. Uh, tampons, end of list. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, okay. Well, well, let's – Dave, on a scale of Miller Chill to Bud Light Lime, where would you rate the two episodes of Work It that exist? Um, I give it a uh, – a sad guy pouring early times whiskey into his Starbucks coffee on his lunch break. Terrific. Um, well, now I'll now I'll go. Um, has, can, I, can I get another Bud Light Lime while we're uh... sure? All sure, right. Yeah. Oh man, uh, Goldberg's lapped us. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, she has really come a, around. That's okay. Yeah. Me. Oh, look who's making making a fucking shitty sound when I'm passing out the Bud Light Lime. Yeah, if I now... get a straw, that would be great. Oh, they all <laughs> yeah, right. come around. They would you? All come would around. you like a giant plastic guitar for that? <laughs> We can we yes, can do please. that. Because Margarita's all around. Yeah. <laughs> um, intern Colin is here uh, helping me kind of engineer this process. Colin, would you get us some guitar garitas? Yeah. Thanks, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like the idea that Jesse doesn't keep any liquor in his house except for guitar garitas. Right. Well, I mean, you know, anyone anyone can can enjoy a, a guitar garita for yeah. sure. That's what I mean. It's being a good host. You have a you have a guest come over. Can I get you anything? Coffee, tea. Guitar Garita. Well, it's like people, you know, like Jesse doesn't drink, but it's like people who say, you know, oh, I only drink when I smoke cigarettes. Like, oh, I only drink uh, when only it's drink. out of a plastic guitar uh, yeah, that I can yeah. wear. Oh, I'll drink a Guitar Garita. Sure. I'm not going to have, I'm not going to have a Cosmo though. Oh, you know what? Actually, I'll, I'll maybe delay my TV uh, dubious recommendation for a few seconds. I'd like to talk about a phenomenon related to TV that's kind of in that vein. Okay. So the... This kind of person has existed since the advent of television, or fairly fairly soon after the advent of television, you've always had the person that goes, oh, I don't watch TV. Oh, I don't even own a TV. I don't watch TV. I don't even own a TV. And that traditionally is kind of to imply to the listener, uh, I, don't, I don't watch TV, I read. I don't t- watch TV, I exercise. Like, the kind of the, the subtext of I don't own a TV has been... I'm uh, better than you because you do own a TV. Right, exactly. The time you spend watching TV, I spend doing... productive. Doing this worthwhile thing. I have been told in the past couple of years, oh, I don't own a TV, in that shitty way, that way that is loaded with subtext. But then that person goes on to say, 
oh, I don't own a TV. I just watch Netflix and Hulu and I download stuff. <laughs> you watch TV. It's fine that you don't have a physical TV. That's not that weird anymore. Like, that is you a don't thing. Need one. Yeah. yeah, so you cannot, please, for the love of fucking God, don't adopt that I'm better than you tone. You watch TV shows. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. No, I, I think that's to- I, that's totally it's it's really interesting that that statement, which used to be really weighty, like I mean, you know, people that was like a trope, like oh, I don't watch, like, pe- but that would usually be followed up with, you know, I don't watch TV, I mostly read, or I get all my news from the paper, or right. I read yeah, the yeah, New sure. Yorker, right? You know, but now it's like, I, you know. You don't have to have cable to be able to watch all the shows on cable. You can buy them on iTunes. You can sure. put them on your phone and watch them on a plane. <laughs> I watched Netflix on my phone on a plane the other week. <laughs> and I you know, like I you know, I don't know I don't I haven't had cable in in a while, but that doesn't mean I don't watch Archer. <laughs> sure. Archer like, is pretty easily accessible. And it's smart. It's smart and great. It's and, a great show. Yeah. And, Archer's great, and it's easy to watch. Yeah, because you can watch it anywhere. Sure. And you can watch it on your iPad. You don't have to tune in Thursday nights at 10 on FX. You it, could. You could. It'd be good for their Nielsen's. Because Nielsen's does not recognize DVR recordings, which I think is bullshit, and I'm sorry to get on a soapbox, <laughs> but if the, the majority Whoa. of people do not want to ingest their TV live, we should find a way. Corwitz, <sighs> get off that 12 or a Bud Light Lime. Get I'm off that. Sorry. Get I'm off. crushing these you're, sweet green you're cl- pants. You're quite crushing. Question our BLLs. Okay, on to my uh, dubious TV recommendation. Um, has anyone watched Spartacus colon Blood and Sand? Oh, I have. Eric, uh, gut reaction, Spartacus. Let me ask, okay, let's, let, me, let me be more specific. How much of Spartacus colon Blood and Sand have you watched, and what did you think of that amount of Spartacus? I don't think you Spartacus? say colon blood anymore. Yeah. Colon blood. Yeah, I mean, Spartacus gets stabbed in the colon. He shits blood, and that's kind of where the, where the action, that's what drives the action. If that was just a list of the things that you would see on that show, Spartacus, comma, colon blood, comma, and sand. And sand. Yeah. I was. I came for the sand. I stayed for the blood. Sure. Uh, the. Uh, by the way, this. Uh, this guitar garita is guitar terrific. Thank you so much. Uh, so yeah, the, the thing about uh, this show is that it's so. It's so. And you say gut reaction. It is a visceral show. Sure. They are just exploding in worlds of blood, and there's orgies of, of of sex and it's just everything is to such an extreme degree it's i think it's very watchable i think it's very interesting yeah it's it's set it's set in in uh, ancient rome it's a gladiator uh program i you know i don't know i'm i'm from what i understand spartacus is a historical figure yeah but this is not your grandpappy spartacus no uh-uh <laughs> he's the he's the hard fucking hard fighting slow motion screaming yeah, um, it, he's the he's the Spartacus for the Bud Light Lime generation. <laughs> I think if he were a contemporary of us, he would surely be uh, slamming Bud Light Lime. Yeah, pound a six or a BLL before he. Um, <laughs> I can't. When you say BLL, all I think of is bacon, lettuce, and lettuce. <laughs> like that's a sandwich. That's yep. my favorite sandwich. So you just want double lettuce? No, I want a bacon, lettuce, and lettuce sandwich. Please, I would like the bacon be- to between. be between two pieces of lettuce. And I want that those letta- that well, lettuce between down. two pieces of bread. And I do not want a fucking tomato on that, you asshole. Yeah. That's what you say to the sandwich guy. Yeah. Because you're some weird... So uh, Spartacus, is it... I, I, I've never seen it, but is it in the... Is it like a super violent, sexy version of like... Hercules or Xena Warrior Princess? I would say, yes. It's like three... And then it's actually executive produced by Sam Raimi and Rob Tappert, who executive produced yes, that show. Yes, from the team that brought you. Yes. Oh, okay. But it's like also Caligula and 300 
had an animated baby, and this is and what it some is. of the plot points from Gladiator. It's a real, it's a real jambalaya of unoriginality. Yeah, um, um, but yeah, but I, I kind of started off just kind of having it in the background while I did something. I'm a big, um, I'm a big background noise guy. I've kind of Me always, too. yes, I've got to have something on. And the 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 problem with the problem with background noise is that if it's to be in the background, it's got to be something I'm not that interested in. I recommend Storage Wars for that purpose. <laughs> sure, Storage Wars sounds great. Any- Mine is How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> anything where anything, yeah, anything where it's a, a blue collar job, but elevated to the status of war. <laughs> I think you can, which is common these days. Like chopped. Sure. Mm. Uh, there's also shipping wars I've seen. Anyways, there's a lot of there's more. There's conflict also, going on than you would the think. History Channel. And yes, the History Channel. Um, so it kind of started out, I, I just, because Netflix had been recommending it to me ad nauseum, you might like... Uh, <laughs> if I may. You may. Today, I found out that Netflix, of the top ten recommendations for me, one of them was a log bur- like a fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, Eric, based on your preferences, we think you might like a log fireplace. And there were two categories. One was special interest, yeah, no shit. And the other one was home and garden. That's what this <laughs> fell under. Wow, home and garden. Well, t- the fireplace isn't a home. Eric, you're a bland gentleman who probably doesn't <laughs> want to feel all ganked up with drama or character or violence. You might just like to watch this log slowly burn. For fans of images with noise to accompany them, this will not be too upsetting to your delicate sensibilities. Right. It really fucking mellowed me out. <laughs> no, I can, I can see how it would. Is it, do you, or do you think it's just because you watch a lot of folksy programming? Are you watching a lot of Little House on the Prairie? I watch a lot of insane programming. Like, I, the, like the last thing I watched was the Bill Hicks documentary, and then I watched one about, like, the Rock of Fire explosion. These are things that do not follow. There are no, there's no reason well, why I mean, I explosion, have... explosion, fireplace, Bill Hicks's comedy was a cultural explosion. Yeah, it was a fire. fire. His opinions were explosive. Sure. sure. Which leads to fire. Right, right. So, and also, those are both documentaries. True life program. <laughs> can, can you get more real than a, than a log burning? Sure, that is a kind of documentary. There's no trick photography there. That's just the magic no of fire. no CGI. It's too yeah. real. Sorry, Spielberg. Guys, I think it's just... Sorry, War Horse. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you, War Horse. This log is more compelling than you. We just cracked the Netflix algorithm. I think, I think we did. Um, so, yeah. So, I've... But it got to the point where I started to I, – I would, like, close my laptop, shove aside what I was working on, and then I was just interested in Spartacus Blood and Sand. How many episodes did it take you to get to that uh, point? I maybe mid, mid three. Because I tried to watch it on your recommendation yes. and got through five minutes. Here's the problem. Here's one of the, <laughs> here's one of the big problems with the, the first couple episodes of Spartacus colon Blood and Sand. Um, colon Blood. Colon Blood. He poops it out. Um <laughs> Here's one of the first – the problems is that there's a lot of, like, um, chargy battle scenes that are very much in the style of 300 but without the budget. They are 300 on a Xena budget. So there's these battle scenes that are kind of – the color is washed out and there's a lot of slow motion and then, like, CGI blood spurt. And it just seems so shitty. Like, it just seems like – I'm like, well, great. 300 exists. What what am I doing watching this? Um they ease up on they ease up on it a little bit as it goes on. There's still a lot of like stylized slow motion action, but it's not you know so clearly trying to ape 
300, and it gets a little more practical. There's a lot more, like, practical uh, blood and stabbings right. and so entrails. I think I stopped when the CGI blood hit the camera. And I say that with all verbal air quotes yes. possible. That happens only occasionally in the series, but to punctuate a big dramatic moment. <laughs> like when a bit like when a real important character dies, you it's like a it's like a wipe. It's like a like like how Star Wars has the mid wipes. The Spartacus blood and sand has the blood wipe. No. To literally let you know that that a that a, a turning point has has occurred. And it definitely looks like it was done either like on a Sega Genesis or like on some version of Microsoft Paint. It is not it is not the best effect. It's not the best blood. No. Ab- absolutely not. Um but I will say this that the story just gets gets just wonderfully juicy and and the actor who plays Spartacus I I guess unfortunately passed away recently. What really? And he did. Yeah, he yeah. he died and I guess for this new season they've replaced him. He died? He died. Yeah, like Why didn't you hospital. lead with that? How did he die? <laughs> he just he, he had some so, Yeah, yeah, and it's That's funny so cuz I mean awful. as as you might expect from being in a gladiator show, he's just at in peak physical form right. and he is nude a lot and he has a huge dick. <laughs> and he has a lot of other naked arguments with Wait, other what? dudes who have Wait, huge hang dicks. On, hang on, hang on. Can we... Yeah, yeah. He's got a huge dick. It, a lot of Spartacus. Uh, there's a lot of female nudity. There's a lot of topless slaves. Uh, Lucy Lawless, who played Xena, is topless a lot. Whoa, looking great, by the way. Okay. Sometimes she's in a red wig. That's great. Um, and topless. Okay, now I see why you like this show. <laughs> oh yeah, by yeah by. He uh, likes it's, redheads. It's, he likes Lucy Lawless. It's shining he through. Likes boobs. Um, but um, so. Uh, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. The guy died. Spartacus' dog. dog. So, yes, there's also a lot of male nudity, and I don't know if these are CGI dicks or not. Um, I would like to think they are for my own purposes. Why wouldn't they be their real dicks? They're really big. The dicks are real big. Like, you feel like they're engorged? Uh, no, I mean, they're hanging. No, oh. You don't ever see Spartacus erect. I actually didn't get this far in the series yet. Now <laughs> you haven't I'm seen, having second You thoughts. haven't seen Spartacus hanging dog? I have not yet. He's Maybe hanging. that was announced. You know what? Like, there's even on the level of like the network stars. There's a lot of network notes coming from the brass upstairs. I'm sure that they saw a bunch of cuts and they and they you know probably focus grouped them and they said, guys, everything's testing really well. Everything's tracking. Everything makes sense. Could we get a little more dong? Can we get a little more can we, dong? Can we get? And then they're like, oh yeah, we can get some like guys in there. No, can we get a couple more inches? On Spartacus, right, and he's, that's where the CG comes in. He's the yeah, he's the he's the hero of Capua. He's gotta be. We he's gotta be well endowed. That, that he's he, he got a sword sheathed in his scabbard. I <laughs> uh, uh, thank you, sir. No problem. So I was speaking to my friend who is a gay gentleman, mm-hmm. and he. We were talking about how this show is like heavily, heavily marketed towards yeah. the gays. Is I mean, God, that makes perfect sense. But continue. We were driving on Sunset, and there was a, a billboard for the new season, and he was saying that in GQ. You see topless guys kind of posed from the show, you mm-hmm. know, in sword fighting poses or whatever. And then there'll be little captions that are like, you know, Spartacus is the hero of his generation, blah, 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 blah. But then in Out Magazine, when it's the same poses of shirtless guys with swords poking each other in the colon, uh, except the captions say, like, he was a slave who knew hardness from the day he was born. <laughs> I mean, there is, there is like, a really, like, interesting gay love affair in the show uh, that's not, like, treated as unusual because, from what I understand, the ancient Romans' sexuality was very fluid. <laughs> um, and, yes, there is a lot of very muscular men being in slow motion and arguing while hanging dong. No. <laughs> so yeah, I mean I can see. And then and and it also is is quite campy at times and there's a lot of like 
there's a lot of like um you know duplicitous women saying things behind each other's backs which I also assume that gay men enjoy. And also, like, isn't the season finale called We're All the Same When the Lights Go Out? Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. A hole's a hole yeah, is yeah. what it's called. Colon blood. Colon blood. Uh, no, yeah, you know, it's funny. The, uh, the the final episode of the first season. Oh, I, I, I was going to make the point that the, the lead actor uh, is very, very good. And it's absolutely an underwritten part. It's an underwritten show. Uh, but he manages to be really compelling and to, you know, have a little bit of nuance in this thing that's just... You know, the character is just a screaming slow motion revenge machine, but he manages to kind of bring a little heart to it. And it's and he's, it's it's really great. And I, I, I'm, you know, big shoes to fill for the next Spartacus is what I'm saying. Um, it's super compelling. Like everything's just all oh, the stakes are super high. It's life or death. It just hooks you, I think, right away. It's, yeah. Yeah. It was a treat. Um, so, yeah, I uh, a um a kind of iffy recommendation for Spartacus colon blood and sand on a scale of Miller Chill to Bud Light Lime. I give it a water bottle filled with vodka in junior high. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back in just a little bit on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Dave Horowitz, astronaut trainee. Eric Martin, fruit leather daddy. Jen Goldberg, Mayor McCheese. Terrific. Thanks for being here, guys. This is a lot of fun. It's a it's a full house here at Max Fun headquarters, <laughs> and we're having a great time. Hey Horowitz, throw me another BLL brew dog. Coming right up. Come Jay on, more. Here we go. Here we go. Boom. Boom. Gonna crack it. Oh, that's the that's... sound of freshness. Mm, thanks, Bud Light. Mm, Spritey. Um, this week's Jordan Jesse Go brought to you by the fine folks over at MakePixelArt.com. MakePixelArt.com. Go there and make some cool art in the style of 8 and 16-bit video games. Uh, it's a ton of fun, and they are just just peachy for sponsoring uh, for sponsoring our program week to week. Thanks to the folks at MakePixelArt.com. Go over there. Uh, make us some make us some JJ Go fan art. I feel like I haven't seen enough MakePixelArt.com JJ Go fan art. I would like to. I, I would be see delighted. Spartacus's dong and eight bit fan art. There you go. That is your uh, that is your uh, action item this week. <laughs> go over to MakePixelArt.com. Make some sweet Spartacus dong art. Make it an extra large. <laughs> yeah, just make sure to extend it. I don't know what the maximum pixel count is on MakePixelArt.com. I don't know if you can have enough pixels to make Spartacus's giant dong. Maybe but, you can uh, use like multiple pictures stacked back to back. So yeah, like the dong's extending through all of them. They're you know, like uh, uh, two shirts: one oh, dong and one I'm with dong, and it just <laughs> runs across both of them. Yeah. I think these are all great solutions to Spartacus's dong being too big for MakePixelArt.com. Uh, but please do your own thing. Absolutely, uh, guys. Let's uh, let's go to the calls, shall we? Uh, from time to time, people have momentous occasions, interesting things happen to them, and they give us a call at two zero six nine eight four four fun. And now that's what we're going to listen to. Jordan, Jesse, go. Um, I am Dan from Maryland, and I have been teaching uh, college physics. This was my first semester that I just finished, and I just got my teaching evaluations. And I was informed by one of the students that I am the, quote, biggest turd muncher of a teacher that this student has ever encountered. Um and he recommends that people avoid me at all costs or, quote, 
just buy some lube because he's going to rape you. So that's a very encouraging thing. And I guess I felt that was pretty momentous. What? Oh, yeah. you know, I, I, I have to confess that I, I kind of saw that coming a little bit. The, because, the rape joke? Uh, well, well, here's what I did see coming. Um, the, the Colin, who was uh, the intern who was nice enough to uh, download and catalog these calls for us, uh, titled each call, and this one is titled... Turd muncher. <laughs> so, turd muncher, I'm totally on board with. Yeah, that's of a different category. I think. Yeah, I mean, turd muncher is delightful and it's classic. It's something that maybe uh, Wayne from the Wonder Years would call <laughs> Kevin. Yeah, a scat guy. Or Wayne Campbell would call Benjamin, played by Rob Lowe. <laughs> what, what was that? Oh, that was that on Wonder Years? Oh no, no, I'm saying. Wayne from the Wonders or Wayne Campbell of Wayne and Garth Oh, fame. right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, yeah. It was a very late 80s, early 90s sure. feel. Rob Lowe, who is, of course, trying to steal Cassandra, lead singer of Crucial Taunt. Yeah. Because their, you know the their cover of Ballroom Bliss was too powerful. It was very, very good. Um, so good. So, okay, yes. So I think Turd Muncher is great because it's this classic little kid insult. But then, then, it, then it goes... It, well, it goes to the rape zone. It goes to it's so being like is being a turd muncher the same thing as being a child rapist? I'm gonna say no. I think so too. I think that's a little bit severe. I think I think there's you know there both all the comments range range greatly in varying degrees of severity. I just want to say that I think it's maybe better to be say a turd muncher or even a raper. Yeah. Then just to be sort of a bland teacher that you give maybe two and a half stars. To <laughs> I would want to be divisive. I would want to maybe split the class. Love them or hate them. Yeah. Well, it's also college level physics. I mean, it's not going to be an easy class. No. You got to know mm-hmm. that going in. It's not going to be a walk in the park. And you know what? If you have to be a turd muncher to get your point across, I, trust me. If someone... Munch some turds. Yeah. Wait, was it was it college physics? I think that's what he said. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say. I, you know, I almost I was kind of even picturing a younger child here. I was well, exactly. But okay. But I was going to say yeah, like the. Like at what age do you like the thought? It had never occurred to me to make a rape joke before. You know, like it was. It is kind of one of those taboos that, you know, for better or for worse, is kind of common in you know edgy comedy these days. What was the forum? Was it Facebook? Was it Yelp? How did you find out? Uh, Probably those those handwritten evaluations at the end of the class. But yeah, I guess, and it makes sense that they don't give those to. Eighth Kids. graders. Because <laughs> yeah. it would just be page after page of turd muncher. Well, then that makes the turd muncher funnier. Right. That it was done by a college, excuse me, physics student. Yeah, I'm presumably having a little, someone that's over the age of 18. Well, that Bud Light line backed up on me there. Okay, well, uh, turd muncher, great. That was fantastic. Uh, on to the next call. Jordan, uh, Jesse, I have what I'm not sure is a momentous occasion or a moment of shame. Uh, I was just at a strip Club, uh, which leans towards moment of shame, uh, but I met a stripper, and she seemed really nice, and she came over and talked to me without any money, and I told her I wasn't getting a lap dance. It wasn't in the context of a lap dance. She still talked to me for like 15 minutes, and then I gave her my number, which she took, and I guess where I'm coming down is, is it a moment of shame because I'm thinking hey, maybe this is going to go somewhere, or is it a momentous occasion because maybe I'll be dating a stripper? I don't know. You guys figure it out. Thanks. Shame. Shame, 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 shame. Shame, shame, shame. 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 Sh
my God, he got snowed. How <laughs> dare you go into a strip club, give a stripper your number, and have any hope in the world she's going to call you. You got snowed, bro, and she probably shook you down for a ton of money. Oh, Are you reading that off the can of Bud Light Live, Dave? <laughs> or is that, is that on the, the on The font the back? is extremely small. <laughs> that's, that's what it says, you know, premium light beer made with 100% natural lime flavor. You got snowed, bro. You got snowed, bro. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Um, thoughts. Uh, let's, let's go to the let's go to the peanut gallery. We want to. We know what Dave thinks about it. Oh, bro. Listen, I'm sorry. She doesn't want to date you. That's her job. Her job is to make you think that she wants to date you. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that maybe you will get a call, but it'll be, hey, I'm down at the club. Come in and give me some money. No, she threw that away immediately. Oh, yeah? Do you think so? Do you, you, you think? Okay, first, where is she going to put it? All she's wearing is a G-string, maybe. Uh-huh. Oh, you know, I guess I'm picturing it, her putting it into her phone. Mm. Maybe she has a little perch, purse or a clutch. I think it went in the thong. <laughs> like, he, she, <laughs> with, he with wrote it. dollar bills. He wrote it on her. He, I guess he stuffed, he could write it on a little receipt or a napkin and slip it into her thong. I will say, I've had some, ex- you know, ex- expertise in this and i will say and not me personally well you were in motley crew for a while (laughs) so you fucked a lot of strippers exactly and you know etiquette on the sunset strip is one thing and i don't know where you were but no honestly there was a a friend of mine who who had uh sort of an affair he was 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 dating a stripper and this happened when we you know it was him and his band and we went to this club and we wound up going there nightly and what happened was she gave him was the band was the, was the right. band playing at the club? The band was not playing at the club. This was the post show like wind down period. It was like, oh, okay. let's go to the strip club. Sure, I, I, guess I don't I don't see that as a place where you wind down. Maybe uh, you maybe have a nice hot toddy somewhere. Or uh, is this the band a- Buck Cherry? By any chance? <laughs> Are you friends with John Buck Cherry? In fact, this was Crucifer, and oh, okay. they party a little harder. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm not kidding. Okay, I, but Eric, I think that's an important distinction that she gave him her number because she was interested. That's the important point. Yeah, yeah. that's the way it should happen if it's going to happen. Otherwise, it did not happen. Anyway, so wait. So you you had a friend. He was having he was having an affair. Um, and well, not an affair. He was he was, he was a, a, relationship. a dalliance, a liaison. Exactly. Um, a fair sounds so torrid. You're right. Um, but did did your friend meet her at the strip club? Yes, met through the occasion of getting a lap dance. Uh-huh. They hit it off. Right. She found out he was in a band. Uh huh. They got to a talking. <laughs> he yeah. found out she was a stripper. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> and not, yeah. Sparks. Uh, um. Interesting. So, uh, I maybe I don't know the guy who's calling. Maybe he's in a band. Hmm. Maybe this he is doesn't sound like sound, he's in a yeah. band. Might be in a math it rock sounds band. Sounds like Could maybe be. he writes a blog about people who write a blog about video games. Okay, he he evaluates various video game blogs it's, on his on his blog. It's yeah. a lot of Kotaku reblogs. Yep, sure. Okay, but I don't know, you know, maybe. I mean, he could be in uh I don't know, um uh MGMT. They're a bunch of little wieners. <laughs> So maybe he's in that. I'm oh, sorry. I, the guys I didn't mean to call you a little wiener. I apologize. <laughs> I'm just joking. But yeah, but I don't, I mean, I don't want to say, you know, immediately this is nothing. But I'm just saying that don't, don't, uh, don't, you know. As a woman, yeah. this is nothing. Look, I've, I've, I will say I've only been to a strip club once. What? And, and you know, I will say that I, I had the flu. Uh, I didn't know it was the flu. I had a bottle of nasal spray in my pocket, and uh, 
glittery ladies were coming up to me all night asking me if I wanted to have a dance. And I would always say no. And then they would always ask me if I was sure and ask me a question about myself. And I didn't want to be rude, but I feel like I was definitely coming off as rude because I'd been dragged there. And I just kept saying no thank you. And I didn't want to say I was sick, but I was clearly not sounding well. So I feel like they, a stripper will do anything to, to ensnare uh, uh, their mark. So I feel like this guy probably led with, you know, you know, I actually designed a couple of pretty popular, uh, you know, Photoshop jokes that got passed around Tumblr a lot. Then... <laughs> I've made a few animated GIFs that yeah, have been very. I did one called, you know, Macaroni and Bees, and it's orange <laughs> bees that are in a kind of a bowl, and that one, you know, has about 3,000 reblogs. And she was like, Really? I have used the computer before. And he's like, This girl is in love with me. <laughs> Perhaps you've heard of fuckyeahmgmt.tumblr.com? <laughs> That's me. Yeah. I reblog pictures of MGMT. I was in it once i got kicked out uh you got snowed bro let's let's listen to the next call hey jordan and jesse it's matt from los angeles with a momentous occasion um i just bought a breakfast burrito and on the ten dollar bill i received for change are the words rick martino and the web address youtube.com so thought that was a big deal bye uh, um, What's happening? For those of you, uh, for for Dave and specifically, Eric. and and Eric, and maybe people who aren't regular JJ Go listeners, uh, or who don't live on the east side of LA, or yes, who who aren't who aren't into this very east side of LA specific conversation that uh, that this caller is contributing to, uh, there's a man in LA named Rick Martino. He passes out flyers. Uh, you might find them at uh, coffee shops. You might find them at like Kinkos. Uh, the first one I got said, uh, Rick Martino, physically fit, ItalianAmericanYouTube.com. <laughs> and then he began posting these signs that started kind of at West Hollywood, and I saw as far as, like, Los Feliz. Um, th- the city is killing my pigeons without my permission. <gasps> Rick Martino, YouTube.com. And you go to YouTube.com, Rick Martino, and there's a bunch of kind of bizarre things that don't make sense. There's a black and white art movie of him driving around L.A. in a convertible. Uh, The pigeon thing is an actual tirade about uh, is Rick Martino in front of the animal control office complaining about how they've been killing his pigeons. And now I guess he's defacing money. So it's good that he's branching out. Or one of his fans is. Yeah, or maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe he's, he's become a meme or maybe that, you know, he's, he has... He has multitudes. Yeah, it could be like Pastor Tony Alimony is having those people out there doing, uh, you know, doing the Lord's uh, good work. Who's Tony Alimony? I don't know who that is. Oh, he's the guy. Uh, he has those, uh, if you've ever been to Burbank and its surrounding environs, uh, mm-hmm. he passes out those newsletters and he's sort of this pastor. And every single file, every single photo of him is he's wearing like, he looks like Tony Montana in Scarface, big like aviator shades. But they're all from 1986. Yeah. It just seems very sketchy. <laughs> okay. Interesting. I kind of... I mean, I, like, I've never heard of this guy, but it's funny, living in Los Angeles and having been here since, uh, you know, the end of 2005, that's when I moved here, I feel like I've never even visited another place that has more sort of, like, guerrilla-style self-promotion, <laughs> yeah. whether it's, you know, someone giving out a flyer or, like, something stuck to a cork board in a coffee bean or even just a guy at a casting session trying to charm the girl next to him by saying hey, I, a bunch of my acoustic cover songs are up uh, and you can get my EP on iTunes for free. <laughs> sure. It's amazing how much of that 
permeates this landscape. It's kind of amazing. Yeah, I mean that. I mean that kind of like desperation is definitely something that you feel more in L.A. than you do most other places. And I think Rick Martino is is a, definitely a version of this, but weirder, and it's harder to say what he wants. Obviously, he would like his pigeons to not be killed. We know that. But uh, as far as, like, I mean, we know he's Italian-American. We know he's <laughs> physically, physically fit. fit. Yeah. He has a YouTube account. He's clearly mentally ill. Um, also, I should say, when Rick Martino puts YouTube, he doesn't put slash Rick Martino. No, he just puts not. YouTube.com. YouTube.com. Just, and then you let your fingers do the walk. Ex- yeah, exactly. Be, you know, you don't, need, like, you don't need to put www anymore no. before addresses rick martino is marketing to the savvy exactly he doesn't want any plebs people who are hanging out in kinkos rick martino i'm a celebrity google me (laughs) exactly uh well hey great uh great batch of momentous occasions this week um i don't feel like any of us got snowed on those calls (laughs) no way bro thanks bros uh we'll be back in a little bit on jordan jesse go Dave Horwitz, um, you were uh, one of the writers of the uh, mid-season sitcom, uh, sure to be a smash hit, Don't Trust the Bitch in Apartment 23. Uh, Do you know when this comes on television? When can people watch this? Sure thing, Jordan. Uh, Guys, tune in to the American Broadcasting Corporation, ABC. Is Is this coming on after Work It? Is this, uh, a, is this a lead-in to work it? You know, I'm proud to actually proud to say that it's coming on after Modern Family. Oh, nice. Oh, well, that's a, a well, that's a good television program. That's a program. great lead-in. Yeah. So April 11th, set your Devers, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, set your TiVos, or just park it live in front of the TV, watch Modern Family, and then hold on to your butts. Yeah. <laughs> Jurassic Park! Yep, called it. But it's going to be fun. King of movie trivia. Yeah. Uh, terrific, and you're also on, uh, you're also on Twitter. Yeah, check out uh, some of my small jokes. It's uh, twitter.com slash Dave underscore Horwitz. That's H-O-R-W-I-T-Z. And might I say, if I could do a plug for you, um, if if any of you are in the L.A. area um, and you have a chance to catch Dave's sketch group, uh, A Kiss from Daddy at the UCB Theater, uh, they are so hilarious. Um, Neil Campbell and Paul Rust, who are also... Uh, who have also been guests on the show or a part of this group. And boy, howdy, it's some of the funniest sketch comedy that you can see. So uh, definitely, if you are uh, in the L.A. area and you see a kiss from Daddy on the UCB schedule, go see it. Gosh Thank darn you it. so much, Jordan. Yeah. It's uh, the first Wednesday of every month at 8 p.m. In, in Los Angeles. There you go. Uh, Jen Goldberg, Eric Martin, uh, you have a podcast, This American Wife, a gentle parody of public radio with some dead-on impressions of public radio personalities, I should say. Right. Uh, where, where can people find this program? Uh, they can find it at uh, This American Wife Podcast.com. It's also on iTunes. And uh, if you're just starting out, I think some, some great entry ones are we did some great collaborations with uh, Super Ego and the Thrilling Adventure Hour, and those are great programs. Uh, and uh, Jordan Morris uh, does a wonderful program that you should listen to as well. Yes, yeah, so I've, I've been on the program. Uh, Dave Holmes has been on the program. Dave Horwitz has, Dave been, on Horwitz been, on the has been on the gosh darn program. Yes. Uh, a- Jordan Collin has been on the program. <laughs> yeah. He delivered the guitar garitas <laughs> when you guys had the Vegas episode. Um, well, great. Yes, people should absolutely check out that program. You guys are also on the Twitter. Where can people uh, find you? Uh, I'm Girls Gone Goldberg, everywhere you want to be. 
I'm not that great on Twitter, but find me at yachtrock.tumblr.com. Oh, okay. That's where okay. the magic is. Yeah, get, get, on, yeah, get, that, get that Tumblr. Oh, and uh, also, I'm going to start writing for a website that's launching next week called ladybro.com. Lady-bro.com. Oh, nice. What kind of content can we expect to see on ladybro.com? Uh, a reaction to baby ladies on the internet. So it's going to be me and a bunch of my gal kind of funny friends. What's a baby lady? Oh, uh, you know. Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like the Zoe Deschanel big eyes ukulele hat with a little teddy bear and some Poke, pigtails. You're saying it's a response to polka dot dresses. Exactly. <laughs> well, we fantastic. don't mind polka dot dresses, just in moderation. Uh, well, uh, well, fair enough. And uh, do you guys know if you'll be at the Bridgetown Comedy Festival yet? Has that uh, uh, been cemented? Perhaps. I mean, I'll be there looking at ladies' naked breasts, but... At <laughs> some of Portland's famous strip clubs, we should add. <laughs> exactly. At the very least. So, uh, but stay tuned on that. Okay, <laughs> potentially at the Bridgetown Comedy Will Festival. Will you, Jordan? Uh, I also hope to be... Well, we should. Well, 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 we uh, that was a premature plug set up. We don't know anything about that. We all hope to be, but we'll. well it's, it's really fun if you're in Portland and you're not going. to Oh, sure. Yeah, you probably should. We're plugging things. I'll make a plug. I'm going to read people's tweets from the Bridgetown Comedy Festival from my house in Los Angeles. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Thank you. I've been. I, I actually did that show this week, but with San Francisco Sketch Fest. Oh, that was fun. a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah, I can't wait to hear about all the voodoo donuts people. Are <laughs> um, well, fantastic. I would like to also like to kind of say a. Special uh, thank you to uh, intern Colin and uh, producer Julia for helping me out with these recordings while Jesse has been gone. I know jack shit about this, and it's sad that I've been doing it this long and still don't know how to record a podcast. Um, So thank you to Colin and Julia who came in uh, in their off time and picked up the slack so we could record these shows for you. Uh, Yeah, Jesse will be back uh, next week in theory. We've had some very, very good guests lined up, so uh, please keep on tuning in to Jordan Jesse. Go. Uh, hey, I'm back. Remember how the show was over? But now it's not. I forgot to pick a tweet of the week. Uh, so here's how we do this. You guys, uh, guests, make some chit chat while I pick a tweet of the week. Oh. So go ahead. I'm Tell that story about Twitter that guy here. with the relaxed fit jeans again. Dude. So my friend's dad walked in a room wearing relaxed <laughs> mm-hmm, fit jeans. Mm-hmm. And in true dad fashion, he went, there's a daddy in the house. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. <laughs> that's oh, crazy. that's great. Actually, that terrific. That was some good banter. I've picked a tweet of the week. Um... These are, of course, people who have hashtagged JJGo on Twitter. We encourage you to do that. Promote the show to friends, and maybe you'll win the Tweet of the Week. Uh, this is from Eric Colson, E-R-C-O-U-L-S-O-N. In my wife's labor and delivery room with my wife in labor... Yeah, that's a little repetitive. It's still the Tweet of the Week. Let me finish it. In my wife's labor and delivery room with my wife in labor, and what does she want in the background... Hashtag JJ Go. Is this a first? Whoa. Uh, boy, yes. Having JJ Go uh, playing at your child's uh, birth is a first. I, w- I should hope it would also have been played at the conception, too. <laughs> uh, just have JJ Go on at all pivotal moments. I think that's a good, that's a good tip. The first thing that baby's going to hear when it comes into the world is Jordan talking about a dong, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but it's probably a dong. I think you're, you're probably right to assume maybe a, that. Maybe a boob. Law maybe of, a left boob. Law of averages. Um, the baby will hear me talking about a dong. Uh, well, hey, uh, E.R. Colson, you've won the Tweet of the Week, which I'm sure 
uh, is eclipsing your newborn child right now. Yeah, congratulations uh, on being a dad. Yeah, yes. on, on, on both, really. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you'll be sent a fine JJ Go t-shirt. Just email your address to intern at MaximumFun.org and maybe swaddle your newborn babe in that t-shirt. That would be cute. That's Send a great p- idea. Send yeah. pics. Send pics. Uh, thanks a bunch. Uh, everybody else should hashtag JJ Go at Twitter, and we'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs> Hi, I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. We're three brothers. It's not a coincidence. We have a show. It's called My Brother, My Brother Me. It's an advice show for the modern era. Uh, sometimes we also take questions from the Yahoo Answer Service. Hey, guys, how many push-ups does it take to look like a werewolf? <laughs> <laughs> That's a fine question, Griffin. We'll answer that one and so much more, including questions from readers about love and navigating the waters of society. Subscribe on iTunes or get it online at MaximumFun.org. We're brothers. We're experts. And we're sorry. Sorry.